This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hey, I am so glad you are here. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how we can grieve properly. Is there a right way? When we lose a life partner, we are thrown into a world we do not understand, that we don't recognize. Everything feels different, everything looks different. We are overwhelmed with all of the big feelings and emotions that a person can experience in a much deeper way than we've ever experienced before in our lives. And what do we do with all of that? How do we navigate our way through this grief? How do we find a way of living again? We want to rush through it. We want to do what everyone else is doing that is doing well. We want to understand what it is that's going to take the pain away and make everything okay. We search outside of ourselves. We spend time trying to fill the void. We do a lot to distract ourselves from the pain, to numb the pain, to push it away because it's just unbearable at times. And all of this is completely natural. If this is what you're feeling, you most certainly are not alone. When my husband first died, I was desperately seeking answers to all the questions that I had. I was buying the books. I was reading the blog posts. I was going to my counselor. I joined all the support groups I could find. But yet somehow it still wasn't giving me the answers I needed. And there's a reason for that because I could only grieve in the way that was right for me. And nobody could tell me how to do that. Nobody else's journey was going to be the same as mine. Our relationship with our person is unique. Our person was unique. We are unique. So it's only right that our grief is unique. It will look different for everyone. Yes, there are similarities and there are absolutely things that we can do in our grieving journey that we all can do that support us. Getting sleep, getting rest, allowing ourselves time and space, eating good food, drinking plenty of water, connecting with people that bring value to our lives, that help us feel supported, loved and connected. All of these things will absolutely help us, but they're not always things that feel possible to us. Sometimes we don't want to eat the good food. We don't want to get outside in nature and exercise. We don't want to go to bed early because all of it reminds us that we are on our own and our person is no longer here. So when we're not doing those things, we can really give ourselves a hard time. 
we feel like we're doing it wrong, like we're letting ourselves down. We start judging ourselves, criticizing ourselves, which adds more suffering to our journey. You will do this in your own way, in your own time, at your own pace. And that is exactly how it should be. I spent quite a bit of time in my early days of grief, spending money, going on the holidays, partying and drinking, eating all the wrong foods and dating because I wanted that distraction. I desperately wanted that distraction. I wanted to escape the pain, the loneliness and the heartache. I wanted to feel an element of normality in my life. And that's what I needed to do to get me from the hurt and the pain and those raw days of grief to a point in my journey that I was able to make some changes, that I was able to take back a bit of control. And yeah, I wouldn't have done a lot of those things had I not have been grieving the death of my husband. A lot of them were out of character. You know, the decisions I made were questionable and I look back and and sometimes I think, what were you thinking? But actually, that's what I needed to do. There's a lot of advice out there about grief and I think it's really important to listen to what people have to say with an open mind. Take what feels good to you based on where you are in your journey and how you're feeling. And maybe just if something's not resonating, it's not feeling like that's right for you in that moment of your grief, just park it. And maybe at some point in your journey, it will feel more relevant to you. It will feel like something you can draw on to help support yourself through your grief. Let's not compare ourselves to each other. Let's not minimize or diminish what we're going through because we think we're not doing very well and we should be somewhere else in our journey because somebody else is doing better. There is no doing better. There is only doing what you can do at any point in your journey and it will all come. You will see people deal with it in very different ways. Some will cry, some won't. Some will keep themselves super busy, some will retreat. Some will throw themselves into exercise and healthy eating. Others will sit on the sofa with a bottle of wine and a grab bag of crisps. It's understanding that as you move through your grief, things will change. Your grief will evolve. How you feel will be different. And as you move through it, you will develop a capability for trying new things, for changing things in your life and for finding a way of nurturing yourself through your grief in a kinder way. But it has to be on your terms. There's no quick fix. There's no easy answer. There's no guidebook. There's no timeline. There's no step-by-step process. And there certainly isn't an end point that we're aiming for. Grief is something we learn to live with. It's something we carry forward with us along with the love we have for our person. It's learning how to carry it more lightly so it doesn't feel so heavy. We're aiming to get to a point where we can remember our person with more love than pain. But that's not to say there's not ever any pain. There's still sadness. There's still a heaviness around their loss. And for some people, that will last forever. Because there's always going to be moments in life 
that trigger that grief within you, that make you feel incredibly sad that they're not here to experience the things you're experiencing that you would love them to have shared with you. But there will always be moments as well that you will be able to reflect and remember your person with so much love and it will bring a smile to your heart instead of a tear to your eye. But we have to work through it. We have to feel the pain. We have to learn to give it the time and the space that it needs so that we can process it. Almost like it's a friend that we're learning to get to know. It becomes a companion for life. But we want to build a healthy relationship with that companion, not something that we're trying to run away from, avoid, push down. I was doing David Kessler's grief education program and he was telling us that in some of his research, he was randomly looking at how wild animals react when a storm is coming in. And a lot of the wild animals would run away from the storm. They want to escape the storm. A lot like we do in grief. It's painful. It's heavy. We want to get away from it but not the buffaloes. The buffaloes would run towards the storm, right into the heart of it and out the other side. And when you think about it, logically, it makes sense because the pain doesn't last as long. You're not using up all that energy trying to escape what is inevitably coming towards you. Remember this, what you resist persists. So if you're constantly trying to escape your grief and move away from it, it's not going anywhere. It requires time and attention in order for us to learn how to build that healthy relationship with it, how to remember our person with more love than pain, how to carry our grief far more lightly. But how you do that will be done on your terms, in your way. And I know you might be listening to this thinking, but what is that way? I don't understand. I don't know. My person has just died. I feel completely and utterly overwhelmed. I'm absolutely exhausted. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I fit in anymore. I feel different. My relationships feel different. The world feels different. How am I going to figure all this out? Know this you will figure it out. It will likely take you a lot longer than you expect it to or want it to, but you will figure it out. The answers will come. Often in the stillness, you will find the answers, but it's creating time for the stillness, for the slowing down. And if you're busy a lot of the time, that might be something you intentionally want to bring in. Time to just be. Equally, you might be a doer in life. You might be someone that likes to keep busy. There's nothing wrong with that. What we want to look for, what we want to be aware of is how things are making us feel. So whatever it is you're doing in your journey, whoever you're spending your time with, whatever you're spending your energy on, how is it really making you feel? Is it adding to your suffering? Is it keeping you in a place of discomfort? Or is it helping you take those steps forward? Is it helping you deal with what's going on in your world right now? And it's good to keep checking in because your grief will change, it will evolve. Your needs will be different as you move through your journey. But just keep checking in with yourself. When I reflect back on my journey, like I said before, I needed to do what I did. I needed to go out partying. I needed to go out dating. 
to get me through that season of my grief. But then there came a point when it was adding more suffering to my journey. It was making me feel worse. It wasn't aligned with who I was. I recognized actually that this wasn't serving me anymore. It wasn't doing what I needed it to do. So I had to make some changes. And I realized then I needed to work on myself. I needed to work on the inside because there's nothing on the outside that can help us. There's no thing that we can buy. There's no person that we can meet that's going to come along and magically take away all our pain. We have to do the work. We have to go within. But again, this has to be done on our terms in our way. So focus on you. Remember, you have all the answers you need within you and you will figure it all out. Be aware of how things feel. Take notice of what you're expecting yourself to do, where you're expecting yourself to be. We often place unrealistic expectations on ourselves, which again, add to our suffering. And be your own best friend. Learn to be your own cheerleader. Big yourself up. Recognize how well you are doing. We can be very focused on what we haven't done, what we haven't achieved, what we feel we're not very good at without recognizing actually you are making amazing progress. You are doing amazing things every single day. Recognize the wins, validate yourself, give yourself that pat on the back, that high five, whatever it is you need to show yourself actually, do you know what? We've got this. We're doing it. We're working through it in the best way that we can. Resist comparing yourself to somebody else. Don't judge yourself for where you are in your journey. You're exactly where you need to be, wherever you are right now. And the rest will come when you are ready. If this episode has helped, if it has resonated in any way, and you know somebody that would benefit from listening to it, please let them know share it with them and let's help more people understand that grief is very unique, very individual and we all do it in our own special way. There is no right way to grieve. There is just your way. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast.